Hi, I'm Omari. And hi, I'm Ethan. And this is the fourth episode of Corona Kids. A podcast where we talk about some of the questions kids have about SARS-CoV-2, the virus that causes COVID-19. Omari, do you want to get us started this week with one of your questions? Yeah. Why does coronavirus make kids less sick? That is an excellent question. And do you have any ideas why? Um, no, not really. We listened to part of a podcast called Big Biology this past weekend, and they were talking about some of the ideas about why maybe SARS-CoV-2 doesn't make bats sick. Do you remember what they talked about? Um, no. They were talking about bats and other animals that fly and how they have different kinds of bones. Do you remember anything about that? Oh, I know what kind of bones they have. They have hollow bones. Right. They have hollow bones. And they said that since bats have hollow bones, the immune system that they have and the type of antibodies that their immune system produces are very different from the type of antibodies that our immune system produces because a lot of that production happens inside of our bones. So do you think that maybe kids have hollow bones? Um, no. I've seen you fly before, though. No. Hmm. So if it's not that they have hollow bones, do you have any other guesses? Um, no. I don't think that scientists know 100% for sure why kids don't seem to get as sick from this novel coronavirus as adults. But there are a couple of ideas. Do you want me to share them with you? Yeah. One idea is that there are other types of coronaviruses that make us sick. They just don't make us nearly as sick as this novel coronavirus, SARS-CoV-2. These other types of coronaviruses usually just give you a cold. You get a little sick, a little bit of a cough, a little bit of a running nose, but not a big deal. One idea that scientists have is that maybe because kids get more of those colds from those other types of coronaviruses, that maybe your immune systems are already better prepared to fight off other types of coronaviruses like this coronavirus, SARS-CoV-2. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's what I thought. The other idea that's out there is that because COVID-19 mostly affects people's respiratory systems, like your lungs especially, the older you get, the worse your lungs are, usually. That's because when we breathe in a lot of pollution, it can cause damage to our lungs. If someone smokes or vapes, that causes a lot of damage to, to your lungs. And so that makes your lungs weaker and makes you more susceptible to respiratory diseases like COVID-19. So scientists aren't 100% sure, but those are two ideas why they think that maybe this coronavirus doesn't make kids as sick as adults. Okay. So what's next on your list? Um, Next on my list is why are viruses invisible? I don't know. Do you know why? No. Do you think that they have superpowers and they become invisible when they just like snap their little spike proteins together? No. Do you think they are invisible? 
Yeah. What does it mean to be invisible to you? Like, like we can't see them. Are there other things that we know exist that you can't see? No. What about a fungus or a bacteria? Oh, we can see that. But do they exist? Yeah. How do you know if you can't see it? I don't know. Well, these are all what are called microscopic organisms. Do you know what a microscope is? Um, um, I forget. What is it? Well, Again. what's a telescope? Um, a telescope is something that you see, um, far away. I mean, sorry. A telescope is something you can see with, like you can see the moon. Aha.、Uh-huh. Okay. So a telescope is. It's like a special tool that we use. It's a device that uses mirrors to make images that are really far away look like they're closer, so we can see them better. Right? A microscope is similar. It uses light and mirrors to make really teeny tiny objects that are maybe close to us but are really small appear bigger to us. Microscopic organisms like fung- fungi and bacteria. And viruses are around us, but we have to use microscopes to be able to see them. Viruses are way smaller than f- fungi and bacteria, so you have to use a really powerful microscope to be able to see them. We can't see them with what's called the naked eye, so we could see them if we had a very, very powerful microscope. But so they appear to be invisible to us, but they're actually around us. And you want to know something interesting? Do you know what color? The、uh, SARS-CoV-2 viruses? No. It's colorless. It has no color. What? It's so small that it can't reflect any light. It's just completely invisible. So some of the pictures, like the picture of the virus that we have on our logo for Corona Kids podcast, that is what they call a digitally enhanced image. So. They were able to use special filters, kind of like the filters that you like to play around with on FaceTime when you're talking to your cousin. They use special filters to make it look like the virus has color, so that we can actually see what it looks like. But it's it's actually has no color, so in a way, it kind of is invisible. Okay, so now we're gonna do our next question. Let's do our next question, and we can thank one of our avid listeners in Berkeley, California. We have a strong contingent of listeners in Berkeley, Salama, for calling in with this question. Let's listen to his question. Hi, coronavirus team. My name is Salama. I live in California.、Uh, my question is: How can technology solve some coronavirus-related problems? Well, Salama, thanks so much for calling in with that question. And if anyone else listening wants to call in with a question for us to discuss, Omari, what's the phone number they can call? Eight four five four eight one three six two zero. So Salama's question is, how technology might be able to help the world deal with COVID nineteen? Yeah. What what do you think? Maybe, um, someone might send 
a very important message to people like all over the world. What would that message say? I don't know. Do you think maybe it would be if you scratch your butt and it smells that you should wash your hands? Yeah. That's what the important message would be? That's why I said in the first one. That's what sometimes I do. Okay. But so your idea is that maybe people could use communication technology. Like a lot of people have cell phones or smartphones now to get good information out about how to stay safe, keep yourself safe from COVID-19. Yeah. That's a good idea. You know, another way that some people are talking about using cell phones is for what's called contact tracing. Do you know what contact tracing is? No. Contact tracing is the idea that if, let's say, tomorrow I got sick and I got COVID-19, what they would want to do is figure out everyone who I've been in contact with for the last couple of weeks when I may have accidentally gotten them sick. So have I seen anyone the last couple of weeks that maybe I could have accidentally gotten sick if I didn't know I, I was sick but still had the coronavirus in me? No. Not really, because I've been mostly working from home, and when I do go out for work, I stay really far away from people, and I wear a mask. Yeah. But nevertheless, what contract tracing would do would be to identify everyone that I've been around for the last couple of weeks so that they could tell those people who I interacted with and get them tested to see if they're sick too. Some people are saying we could use our cell phones to track everywhere that we are and get the information about other people that we were near and when we were near them and use that information to help identify people who might need to be tested who might get sick. Do you think that sounds like a good idea? Yeah. It does in some ways, but some people are really nervous about it too because they don't want people to know where they are all the time. Okay. What do you think? Do you want people to know where you are every minute of the day? No. Yeah, I don't really either. So some people think it's a great idea and it could keep people really safe, but some people are worried about the, the privacy concerns around taking that approach of using technology. One way that I know scientists are definitely using technology is in all of the advances in making vaccines. So we've talked a little bit about DNA and what DNA is and why it's important for understanding uh, COVID-19 and SARS-CoV-2. And scientists are using really recently developed technology in order to be able to really quickly understand the DNA of this virus and develop vaccines quickly to be able to hopefully in the near future keep us safe from the virus. Okay, we'll be right back after this public service announcement. Bleach is bad for you if you drink it. Only use it to disinfect surfaces. Never play with bleach if you're a kid. You know, I actually read something interesting uh, just yesterday about a project that some scientists are working on involving llamas. Llamas? How do you think a scientist might use a llama to help people with COVID-19? 
I don't know. You have any guesses? No. Let's think about this. So we know that bats don't really get sick from this virus because they have a different type of immune system. Do you think that llamas maybe have a different type of immune system too? Yeah. They do. And remember how we were talking about antibodies? No. Well, antibodies are these little proteins that are shaped like the letter Y, like a capital Y, that our immune systems make to basically seek out, they hunt down viruses and bacteria that aren't supposed to be in our body, and they latch onto them and they destroy them. One of the problems that scientists think is making it harder for our bodies to fight off SARS-CoV-2 is that the antibodies that our immune systems produce are too big to lock on to the virus and destroy it. But guess what's cool about llamas? What? They produce a different kind of antibody that is smaller. And so scientists have done research in the past with other types of coronaviruses, the coronaviruses that made people sick uh, during the SARS epidemic and during the MERS epidemic, which were other diseases caused by other coronaviruses in the past. And they found that if you use some of those special antibodies in llamas and put them into a human being, guess what happened? What? Well, what do you think happened? Oh, no. It can lock down the coronavirus? No, you turned into a llama. You turned into a llama? No, I'm kidding. What? You're right. Those antibodies in our body, even though they're produced by a llama, can still work to find the, the coronavirus and destroy it. Some scientists think that this might be able to be developed into what's called a prophylactic preventative medicine that people could get, like healthcare workers and doctors who have to be around people with COVID-19 a lot. They could give them shots with this llama antibody in it every couple of months to help keep them safe and keep their immune system working to find the coronavirus and destroy it. Okay. Are we going to move on to our next question? Sure. What's the next question? Um, which one are we on? Four? I think we're on question number four. Are all viruses bad for you? What do you think? I think, yeah. There are a lot of viruses that are bad for us. We've talked about some of the influenza viruses. We've talked about multiple types of coronaviruses that can make us sick. But there are actually a lot of viruses that don't do anything to us. And there are actually some scientists who are developing vaccines right now to try to help us be safe from getting COVID-19 that are using special types of viruses that are really good at getting into our cells in our body, but then don't cause any damage in our body. So they want to use those viruses to help deliver the vaccine into our body to make the vaccine more effective. Okay. Do you think all bacteria are bad for us? Um, no. What about all fungi? No. Right. There are some microorganisms that can do a lot of damage and harm to us, and there are some that are really good for us that we couldn't live without. So it depends on the individual virus, the individual bacteria, 
the individual microorganism, whether it's good for us or, or bad for us or doesn't do anything to us. Yeah. We have actually another treat. We got a question sent in to us from your cousin, Emil. Should we play that question? Yeah. Okay, here it is. What on earth was that? Yeah. That's so weird. Oh, just like a cat sound. You know what I think maybe happened? What? I think maybe he was experimenting with antibodies from a cat and injected some into himself. And I think your cousin might now be a cat. Yeah. No, you're joking. He just said, like, meow. I have a question for you. Oh. It's getting warmer outside. The weather's getting a little bit nicer. Is there anything that you wish that you could do that we're not letting you do right now that you would do normally in springtime? Um, I would have way more play dates often. Yeah, we can't do them. Right, we talked about that in the last episode, why you can't have play dates. What else? I could go to a, a friend's house, but don't go see them. Just steal a toy from them. Just joking. I'm just kidding. Uh-huh. I wouldn't do that. Only if he or she said, we could cut it in half, and then we could, like, both have half of the toy. That's the best way to enjoy a toy, is by no. destroying it and giving two people a useless half of it, right? No! I have one more question for you. What? I think in our first episode, you talked about when you thought maybe it would be safe to go back to school or safe for people to stop social distancing and that maybe COVID-19 wouldn't be as much of a risk to us. And I think you said sometime in August. Is that correct? Yeah, but I think it's going to come later now, like maybe next year even. Why is that? Why have you changed your mind on that? Um... Because I've heard some, like, um, my aunt Chandra said, um, her school might be closed until August. And that's why I think the coronavirus would be done later. I see. Well, we'll keep reading all the latest information on COVID-19 and the virus that causes it. But for now, Omari, if someone has a question that they want us to discuss, what should they do? Call us and the phone number is 845-481-3620. Thanks for listening to the fourth episode of Corona Kids. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.
Peace.